This is the Go for the Heart podcast. Short and practical, yet informative and fun. Everything from music and television to the arts and politics. Raw, relevant, and freshly insightful, you've come to the right place. Here's your hosts, Josh and Don. Well, hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Go For The Heart podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm glad to be back with you this week. I hope everybody's doing well. Just going to jump right into this topic today. I'm going to attempt to, and of course, this is a very brief podcast, so I only have a limited time to open this can of worms, if you will. But I want to address one of the things today that probably I see uh, most of all as a, uh, as a Christian man today here in America. There seem to be so many misconceptions misunderstandings about what Christianity actually is. So I would like to help today by answering what Christianity is not, or at least not supposed to be. You see, those of us who identify as believers and who profess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, I want you to understand that first of all, we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I say that because that's what the Bible says. That is our authority. Jesus said after he had been resurrected from the grave he told his disciples all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me and then he told his disciples and that includes those of us today go and make disciples in other words go and make more people like you so our number one goal should be as believers as we serve our king to go and make other believers and it's not just about trying to convert people who have other beliefs It's about telling people what we believe the truth is. What we believe that God, the creator of the entire universe as we know it, and even as we don't yet know it, we've not even discovered galaxies out there that exist. We understand that we are called to go and share the message of hope, which is Christ Jesus. And as any king who has a kingdom, God's eternal kingdom, his kingdom is now. It is here on earth. It is a kingdom which is in the present, a kingdom which is in the past, and a kingdom which is even more so in the future. Where in the future, God will judge all people, all people, living and dead. And Jesus will stand once again on the earth as the ruler of the entire planet, his kingdom will have no end. And our adversary, Satan, once called Lucifer, fell from heaven. He will be thrown into the abyss once and for all. So there is coming a day, and we hold out hope, that all of the sorrow, the crying, the sickness, the death, the wars, the hate, it will disappear. And we will have a world restored as God intended it to be. And if you wonder what that looks like, get a Bible, the nearest Bible to you, even if it's on your smartphone or tablet, go back to Genesis and look at how the Garden of Eden looked. It was perfection. Man, Adam being, had no fear of the lion, no fear of the bear. In fact, he named all animals. He called the lion, lion. He named giraffe, bear, pig, dog, and so on and so forth. And so our number one goal is to share this good news, 
And the good news is simply this. It comes from the book of John, the gospel of John, found in the New Testament, chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not die, but have everlasting life. That's what the Christian holds out hope for. That's what we believe. That's what gives us peace as we lay our heads at night. And if you're not a believer, you don't know about this peace I speak of. So I'm going to tell you what Christianity is not. Christianity is not a religion of hate. In fact, I don't even like to identify Christianity as a religion. I call it my faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, I hear all the time from people, friends of mine, people I've met through the years who call themselves atheists, agnostics, uh, unbelievers, people of other beliefs. They'll say, well, how can you believe in a God that you can't see? Now, here's my response to that. I do see God. I see him every day. And I don't see him as a grandfather in the sky. I don't even see him as this figure that sits on a throne, though he does. I see him through the love, the words, the deeds, the actions of others. That's how God is seen. And I know that there is a God that's real. I know what he did for me in my life. I've seen numerous, countless other lives that have been transformed by the power and by the love of God. I've seen hardened criminals, drug addicts, people who you just would not want to meet in a dark alley that have turned their life around. They have put their faith and trust in this man named Jesus of Nazareth, who is now the resurrected king, our high priest, our mediator. He is praying and interceding for you and I right this very minute. I have seen that transformative power in others' lives, and I know that God is real. I feel God's presence. I don't have to be in a church to feel God's presence. God allows us as believers to be carriers of his presence, and we can worship him and feel his presence whether we're in a car, whether we may be sitting in our home, whether you're in a gathering, in a building, having a church, whether you're at some type of conference or meeting, you may be in a mall. Anywhere you hear a, uh, a song, you may hear a Christian worship song come on and you can just feel God. That is one of the most amazing things about being a Christian. So let me get back on point. Number one, what is Christianity not? Christianity is not a religion of hate. The true Christian should love and love covers a multitude of sins. Now, a lot of Christians take that too far and, you know, there are a lot of judgmental Christians out there. One of the things I say that, that tends to bother some people who have been in the faith for years is when I say, I see a lot of fake things in the Christian circles. I've been around this nearly all of my life, and I've seen a lot of fake. I've seen the church do more harm to itself than good. I've seen people put on shows and acts trying to make others convinced that it's God doing it. And that stuff is detrimental. We don't have to go to a building that's called a church. We, as the people, are the church. And so true Christians love other people, no matter what the color of their skin is, no matter what their beliefs are, no matter what their sexual preference is. Those things should not matter to the true believer because it is not our place to judge. We love you regardless. It is the hope of the true Christian that if you are in a lifestyle or doing anything that is contrary to what the Word of God says. And there's, in so many parts of the Bible, no room for interpretation. There is a lot 
of things in the Bible that one can interpret. There, there is scholarly studies for that. Hermeneutics, exegesis, understanding what Scripture is, what it means, interpreting it. But there are some things that are just clear-cut and dry, as black and white as the ink printed on the pages. And so if you're in a lifestyle that is contrary to something that the Word of God teaches, then it is the hope of the believer. They may never tell you, but deep inside, they hope that you will repent. And that just simply means do a 180, turn around and go the opposite direction of whatever it is you may be doing. Whether you're a thief, whether you're an adulterer, whether you're a liar, any of these things. So Christianity is not a religion of hate. Number two, Christianity is not a social club for good people. See, what I said earlier, there is a lot of harm being done by the church today. The problem is, is that the gospel has been so distorted. In many cases, it's not pure as it was as Jesus lived it out and taught it himself. The gospel is a gospel of love. And the gospel is a gospel that accepts all people under Christ. And so in churches that look down upon people based upon how they dress, how they talk, how their skin looks, if they're in, covered in tattoos, or if they have a weird haircut, or if they have their eyelid pierced, whatever. It's just plain wrong. Because the Bible says that God looks upon the inner person, not the outward appearance. I think a lot of times the visual aspect of it is what leads people to draw the conclusion that it's a social club for good people. Uh, it's, it's the gospel of legalism, almost, that says that you have to follow certain rules to be a good person, to be a Christian, and to get into heaven. That's false. Being a good person will not get you into heaven. Trusting by faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross is what gets you to heaven. We are not saved by our good deeds. We are saved unto good deeds. The true Christian has a desire in their heart from the moment that they accepted Christ that they want to do good and bless others. And when you do it, you do it for the glory of God, not for the glory of man. You don't do it to self-promote yourself. You don't do it for a pat on the back or for a, or for a yeah, man, that was super nice that you bought that person's lunch or you did that. People should not want those accolades, that recognition. We want to give glory to God. We want to say nothing, preferably. You want to say nothing. You want to do these things in silence because the Bible says that God sees everything you do and he will reward you. But if there is an opportunity, if it does arise, a, a time to, to get some recognition, you want to deflect that and give it to God. To God be the glory. I'm glad that God blessed me with the money to be able to afford to buy that person's lunch. We want to love people and accept people and meet people where they are. You know, we're not in the business of trying to conform you to be in a certain way. That's between you and the Spirit of God. We just want to love you, tell you that Jesus loved you. He died for you and he rose for you, more importantly, and that you can be accepted as a child of God. You can be in the kingdom of God now. So that's number two. The church is not a social club for good people. Number three, Christians are not boring people who can't have any fun. <laughs> that's probably the funniest one that I hear is that, you know, we're stuck up, we're snobs, we can't have any fun, we can't do things. Um, that others can do because we're not allowed to. That's a bunch of hogwash. You can have tons of fun by being a Christian. Now, there is a such thing as clean fun. I may not want to go out and do some things that others would want to do. That doesn't mean I don't have fun. I believe that God is the author of fun. I believe that our God has a great sense of humor. I think it's okay for Christians just to take a deep breath, relax, and laugh sometime. 
Have a good time. Enjoy life. Because you only get one, one chance at this. There's no redos. Now, being in the world but not of the world, that does mean that there are things that Christians should choose not to do. There were things in my former life that I once did that I won't do anymore, not because I'm too good for them, not because I'm better than the people who still do them. It's because my desires have changed. I don't want to do those things anymore. I want to live a wholesome life. I want to be an example for others as people witness my life. And remember, that's that's a word that's misconstrued a lot and taken out of context when Christians will say they're going to witness to others. Your witness is what others see. And so I want people to see goodness in my life, not see me, but to see the goodness of God in my life. And if I was to go out doing some of the things I did in my former life, that simply would not show very much goodness. But that doesn't mean that I'm better than anybody. It doesn't mean that I've arrived or I've figured it out by far. We're all journeying together. Christians can have a lot of fun. We can go out and you know do fun things and do it in a clean, wholesome way and enjoy our lives. I'm probably going to go ahead and cut at this point. This may be a to be continued because I'm already at 14 minutes in. Um, man, I could I could just be getting started here. I could go down a list that's probably very long about things that Christianity is and Christianity is not. And I'm very passionate about that because as a believer and as a minister myself, I want others to understand why do I believe what I believe? Why do I do some of the things I do? Why do I not do some things that I don't do? I want to educate and help others understand, especially those who um, have questions, to understand that you know we are not a weird religious group of people who have all these crazy ideas or these rules. We live by grace. That doesn't mean we can go out and do anything we want to do because it's all under grace. I don't believe that. I believe that believers are held to a, a moral standard. I believe the Apostle Paul makes it clear in his epistles, and his that's a word for letters, is that we are to not do things that would cause others to stumble. But I do believe that we do need to do a better job today educating people about what Christians are, what they're not, and how we love you. If you're not a Christian, I would love for you to be a Christian. I would love to know that I will spend eternity in heaven right alongside you, and I may not even know you. You're a complete stranger. But once you come into the kingdom of God, you are then, from that point on, my brother or sister in Christ. We become a family. So, man, again, I'm probably, I can feel it. Probably next week we're going to continue right into this. I hope that gives you some food for thought. If you have any feedback, you know how to reach us. Go through Facebook at GFTH Podcast or shoot me an email, gfthpodcast at pm.me. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. Again, we always covet your prayers. We thank you for your support. Continue to ask for you to share us with your friends, with your family, to rate us, review us on iTunes, subscribe, and to just stay as a faithful listener. Thank you for your support, guys. We love you. Remember, go for the heart.